Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, May 18th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm Jay Doherty. Here are some headlines for you. The MTA is preparing to redesign subway turnstiles in New York City. Prototypes of the redesigned fare gates were showcased this Wednesday at Grand Central Terminal. Departing from the traditional rotating turnstile, the new equipment consists of a set of sliding glass doors that open upon fare payment. The redesign of the turnstiles aims to address fare evasion issues within the city's mass transit system, which reportedly cost New York City $690 million last year. That's according to the MTA. The new equipment will serve as a replacement for the emergency exit doors found in subway stations. The agency says currently more than half of all subway fare evasion occurs through the existing emergency gates. Although the announcement was made yesterday, the city has not released a timeline for the turnstile overhaul. This morning, New York and New Jersey officials for the 2026 FIFA World Cup revealed their branding for the highly anticipated event. New York and New Jersey will be host cities for the World Cup. They submitted a joint bid to host matches at MetLife Stadium throughout the tournament. The themes for the World Cup at MetLife will be We Are 26 and We Are NYNJ. Today, billboards in Times Square are displaying the brand new logo, while the iconic time ball counts down to the huge event. FIFA World Cup 2026 is set to be the largest and longest championship in the history of soccer. A new store is opening at Industry City in Brooklyn. That's right, Jay. It's called Brooklyn Made, and it will sell Brooklyn-themed art, homeware, jewelry, and more. The store will be open year-round and will feature the work of over 50 selected vendors. The retail store will prioritize BIPOC designers and small business owners from Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce collaborated with Wells Fargo Foundation, Industry City, and the Brooklyn Community Foundation to launch the new store. Mayor Adams was in attendance at the ribbon-cutting ceremony this morning and the store will officially be open to the public starting tomorrow from 5 p.m. A great way to spend your weekend if you're looking for something to do. The 154 Contemporary African Art Fair begins in New York City today. This year's exhibition features 26 galleries with art from Africa, Europe, and the United States. In total, the event will highlight the work of over 80 artists from Africa and its diaspora. 154 is the first and only international art fair dedicated to showcasing contemporary art from Africa and its diaspora. The art fair will be held in the Manhattanville Factory District in West Harlem until Sunday, May 21st. But don't worry if your calendar is looking a little full this weekend. You can also browse the galleries online at artsy.net slash 154. That's A-R-T-S-Y dot net slash 154. The Syrian Music Preservation Initiative will hold its fifth anniversary celebration concert at Carnegie Hall on Friday, May 19th. That's tomorrow. The concert is titled Love and Loss, Traditional Music of Syria. It will be led by artistic director Samur Ali and feature music from Syrian composers. Love and loss are common themes in classical Syrian music and also remain relevant today. The Syrian Music Preservation Initiative offers a variety of music and dance workshops. They honor the diverse musical traditions of Syria and aim to preserve Syria's musical heritage. Tomorrow's concert starts at 8 p.m., Tickets start at $49 and can be purchased at carnegiehall.org. And sticking with music, we've got some music history for you. That's right, Maya. On this day in 1993, Janet Jackson released her album, Janet. The album sold 350,000 copies just in the first week. 
That was the highest number for a female artist at the time. And its popularity didn't end there. The album would go on to sell over 14 million copies worldwide. May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Here at WFUV News, we're celebrating by sharing three different stories about how heritage is honored here in New York City. WFUV's Christina Lulich sat down with Fordham student-athlete Tanya Tan to talk about how she has found a home away from home through her university experience. Tanya Tan is one of many student-athletes across the world who immigrated to the United States. She attends Fordham University and is a senior on the track and field team. But migrating from one place to another is not something new for Tanya and her family. Her father is originally from Hong Kong, and he immigrated to the island of Guam, a U.S. territory in the Mariana Islands. Like Tanya, her father also found a community through playing sports. He's really into soccer, so actually he found his community through like playing club soccer on Guam. He found out that a lot of people on the team were actually Chinese, so like from Hong Kong and Taiwan. And then from then, he just created friends. Her father expanded his family business and then moved to another island called Saipan. It borders Hawaii and the Philippines. That's where Tanya grew up. She says moving from an island with roughly 40,000 people to the biggest city in the world was a huge culture shock. Everyone basically knew everyone. Like, if you didn't go out and you, like, didn't see someone you know, like, it was just weird that that didn't happen. You're basically, like, family coming here where, like, you're basically, like, one in a million and, like, no one knows you and everything was a bit of a change. While Tanya's interest in track and field began in Saipan, she noticed that she would face some obstacles once joining the track and field team at Fordham. We did have really limited resources, really limited competition as well because the island was so small. This led to Tanya working closely with her coach so that she could be on the same level as everyone else. Even though Tanya had to work extra hard, being on the track and field team allowed her to find a family while hers was so far away. So I spend like a lot of time with my teammates, so that gave me like a sense of community that I build friendships on. And then I guess now we're like lifelong friends, I hope. <laughs> Aside from the track and field team, Tanya also found a sense of community in the Asian Cultural Exchange Club. She was able to connect with her Asian culture with students who share the same interests. One of those interests being food. They do food outings. And of course, sometimes you miss like home cooked food. And since my parents are Asian, like going to those food outings with people of similar cultural backgrounds, eating like the same food does make me feel like included and like more at home. While migrating to New York City did present its challenges, Tanya suggests change is something that people shouldn't be afraid to try. Keep persevering when times do get tough because it does get better, even though change is scary. I feel like it helps you grow as a person, an individual, whether that be like physically or mentally. Through the track and field team and Asian Cultural Exchange Club at Fordham, Tanya was able to make New York City her home. I'm Christina Lulich, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Christina Lulich talking to Tanya Tan about her experience immigrating to the United States as a student athlete. And that's our show for today. I'm Jay Doherty. And I'm Maya Sargent. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>